You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sassman Securities in Johannesburg. Quiet day today, David, because of a public holiday in the United States, Martin Luther King Day. Time to reflect. I mean, it does obviously affect the, the JSC. And even without Martin Luther King Day, I would say it would be very quiet, but uh, particularly quiet today, I think. Yeah, I was looking at the volumes. I mean, we're now uh, very, you know, it's uh, half, three quarters of an hour to go. We're at about seven billion. Yeah. And I think it's been characteristic of this new year. Uh, we're into the what's at the third week of trading, and there's been very, very limited volumes. So even though our market is doing well and uh, people are talking about how steady it is, it's it's been done on. On very limited uh, amount of trade. I've been surprised at the trade. You know, Lindsay, it's uh, um, there seems to be quite widespread buying yes. um, of a lot of industrials. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fathom that out. You know, I'm trying to rationalize why this is going like this. But, I mean, there's, there's, there's certainly people who believe that the, the JSC is, 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 is heading up. You know, I'm reflecting, yes, it's looking that way, but I'm, I'm puzzled why it is going that way. I still believe that it's it's to do with a new year, people sitting down at their desks in the mm. so-called developed world in, in London and, and Frankfurt and New York and saying, right, emerging markets, we need, we, we've take, we've made a call on emerging markets uh, and we need to buy them. And South Africa is part of that emerging market basket. And so they press the button and away it goes. But it is slightly strange when inflation is rising, when GDP mm. is um, subdued, Relatively subdued, anyway, and in, yeah, the, the, the rates yeah. Uh, the rates are, are going up, mm. and they, they're forecast to go up maybe three, four times well, in the next couple of years. Well, I, I, we had that argument this morning, because if rates in the U.S. go up and keep going up, and I mean that's the big talk now, yeah, uh, and the future of our market, you know, whether this becomes a twenty eighteen year or whether we're able to squeeze out some kind of gain will depend on the pace of those rate hikes, you know, and, and, and the orderliness of those rate hikes. We don't know how it is. And no one can argue, you know, it's, it's, everybody's got an opinion, but I don't think any of those opinions are really well-founded. We don't know. So, you know, for me to say it's going to be a good year, I'm just throwing out a guess. Um, so, and, and it's something we're just going to have to go through and, and look at. But the point I make is that if rates do go up here in line with what's happening overseas for rate hikes in the United States, it might even be more, it's, it's going to be very hard for our market to brush that aside. Yes. So we were having an argument this morning where there was a report from RMB, and they're a very good house, RMB, Morgan Stanley, they're a good house, where I think the analysts came out very positive about banks, you know, saying that banks are incredibly cheap here. And, mm. and he, might, he might have a point. I'm not uh, saying, you know, uh, it's, they're not. Why? Because they're giving yields, dividend yields of 5 6 7%, yeah. which we haven't seen. I said, well, that's great. But, you know, you still pay 20%. Of uh, uh, tax, you're still paying a dividend tax of 20%. So you're getting five net, or, and I said, well, okay, fine. But interest rates are also going up. You know, the long bonds. I mean, uh, the low end of the market, the the short end of the market is going to go up as well. So I'm saying, does that become, you know, what becomes attractive? Is five percent attractive? I don't know. I, I, you know, for me, it's not a what, what would you call it? It's not a hook. 
no. it's not a hook for me to say, you know, that, that the banks are going to be giving five, six percent dividend yield. You've got to buy it. So, well, you know, it, it, it's and what not are the, something that. What are the PE ratios on the, on the uh, banks across the board? Let's, they, let's talk the big four and let's leave Capitec out of it. pretty low. Okay. Mm. The whole problem is sustainable earnings. You know, can they, are they going to be able to grow? Because I think what I've found is that, you know, where you start to get inter, um, PE starting to fall, there's generally a reason why that the market says that rates are not going to be there. I'm trying to find um, – I haven't got the PEs yet. Mate, you know, uh, uh, not directly. No, for, but they're single, for, they're for single, the digits. They're that, single digits, yeah. aren't they? they? Yes, they're certainly single digits, yeah. Mm, okay. Well, so, anything below uh, 10 is, so to, to me is – The a, valuations are there, mm. Lindsay. I'm not, you know what I mean? The valuations on a historical basis are there, but you've got to ask why they're trading at these levels. And is this really the reason that you want to go into the market in, in, uh, in, in any way? You know, I'm not convinced. I might be coming a stick in the mud, but uh, you know what I mean. I'm not. I'm not overly convinced that this is. Uh, you know, that 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 one's got to be in these. Uh, that this is a cat. So I remain a bit bit nervous of our market and the pace that we've seen here against what I see, and that applies to the rand as well. You know, the RAND is, what, 1540. Mm. Now, if you're going to get four rate hikes or five rate hikes, I don't know what it's going to be. That's certainly going to help the dollar and take away from, from you know, from us here. Yeah, but so we'll, we'll, rise, very, in, we'll mm. rise in step with them, David. We, we really will. Mm. Um, I mean, mm. If you look at the oil price, uh, because the RAND, imagine if the RAND was 16, 16, 50 or even uh, higher, well, higher mm. for the dollar, lower for the RAND, then inflation would really run right because, I mean, it's, it's come off a little bit this afternoon in thin conditions, but uh, the oil price this morning was $86.55 when I was reporting on my morning, my morning slot. That's mm. that, that's incredible when you consider this time last year, it was mm. below twenty dollars a barrel. Was it? I think it was. Yeah. I think yeah. it was March yeah. March last yeah. year, wasn't it? Went to yeah. Uh, yeah. On, on one day went no, negative. Two years but, ago. Yeah, it was fifty. Was it two years ago? Gosh, time yeah. flies. In, in March twenty twenty, around uh, March April May twenty twenty. So, so it's gone up six times since years, then, nearly. But, but yeah, but but you know that that is one of the reasons that our market is is pretty steady and miners are being looked at because there's there's a view that uh, with the, with the whole move towards renewables we mm. know very little is being invested in new production and miners uh, sorry oil producers are not even um, you know replacing what they sell or what they produce and of course there's going to be tightness so you're finding that in quite a few metals as well and that's become the story behind the mining market and the expectation that commodities will remain inflated uh, as as less and less investment goes into capacity. So it's it's holding up the mining market. It's a story. Um, it 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 could be true. You know, oil is certainly not showing weakness. No. And if anything, it looks more like heading towards you know ninety rather than seventy or sixty. Right. And, and, you know, the demand is there. So that's a story for South Africa. You know, it's one of the stories that uh, is keeping interest alive. What do you think about uh, property companies? And I was talking about interest rates and inflation and the general situation in South Africa. Capital and counties, obviously, it is not a proxy for the South African property market because of its international qualities. But it came up with a trading update today, and I noticed the share price up about 3%. Have you changed your mind towards 
You've spoken about the banks and you're still yeah. sceptical there, quite rightly uh -oh. so, in my opinion. What about property? Because there's a couple of people I speak to suddenly, well, they started getting enthusiastic six months ago and they still are this year. What about you? I, for what reason? You know, I, I, our economy is not going to grow. It's going to grow uh, less than 2%. And that means consumers are under pressure. I don't think investors are, I don't think companies are expanding heavily. I think the office market is totally destroyed. Mm. Um, I, in, in, in other words, yes, retail might be okay and there, there might be pockets of storage and you know, those kind of companies might be doing reasonably well. But I think the office market here is just facing an unbelievable crunch. Lindsay, I, you know I'm a runner and I run through Santon and I run through areas. Mm. You have no idea what offices. You go on Fricker Road. You might not remember Fricker Road. I do remember Fricker Road because it, it was it's the one that goes, isn't it the one that goes up towards Summer Place, which was the first million yes, rand house? A, in, okay. well, I, I, we know exactly who you're talking about. Yes. You're in the right area. You're, you're in the right area. If you go along Fricker Road, get to the end, turn left, you get to um, you know, you get to the road in which that is there, but it, it's that vicinity, it's that precinct. Oh yes. yes. So you're you're dead, you know, you're dead right there. If you go along Fricker Road, mm. the number of buildings that are empty is just quite astonishing. You know, this was a this was it, it used to be a residential area which they converted into these small rise office buildings, very um, you know, very boutique financial and services companies. Yes, yes. They they, yes, they populated it. It became mm, became the place mm. to be, and lots of restaurants in in nearby Ilovo Ilovo shopping mm. centre sprung up because of these young yeah. uh, these these youngsters yeah. making loads of money and going yeah. and spending at lunchtime and, yeah. uh, and and after work. But has that has that all gone now? Just totally, you know, there's just, we'll give you 125%, you know, of your costs and, and all these offers being made on these buildings, which have been vac vacated. A lot of new buildings have gone into Rosebank. I don't know how, uh, how they're doing. Um, I was there, funny enough, at lunchtime, I went through the place. Beautiful, but I don't know who's moving in. If they are moving in, they're moving in in very, very attractive leases, mm. but they're giving up. You know, whatever they're giving up is not going to be replaced, the older buildings. So people are going to modern, you know, brand new modern buildings, but it's the what remains that is, 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 is very difficult. And retail, I would imagine retail is the same. If you go through Melrose Arch and you go through places like this, um, Santon seems to be okay. I, uh, funny, I went through there Saturday. But, I mean, you know, that will always be attractive because of the uh, because of foot traffic. But so many of the other areas. And so that's why I'm saying, what's the attraction? Yes, Lindsay, yes, it might be discounted. In other words, the worst is in the market. And if you buy it now, you're buying at rock bottom at these kind of yields. There might be an argument, but I think it's going to take a long time to turn up. So I'm not in, I'm not in a rush to... You know, to make that kind of long-term value call. In the United Kingdom, um, I saw an interesting um, uh, interview with the CEO of Google for, responsible for Britain and Ireland, an Irish fella. And um, they've just spent, a, well, they're, they're planning to spend one billion, in the process of spending one billion uh, pounds or euros, I can't remember the currency, but an awful lot of money on their headquarters. So they're expanding it and they're upgrading it. And they're saying to people, 
come in three days a week. You can have, you can work from home for for two days. Yeah. And the other thing you said, which is I found quite interesting, you said you're going to get four weeks where you can work from anywhere. So you can you don't have to come into the office for four weeks a year. Yeah. You can go to Barbados and work from your uh, yeah. work from an Airbnb there or your your seaside villa there or, or something mm. like that. Uh, so they, they they're not saying you're coming back to work. They're just easing people into it. But they're spending, yeah. and I think. Other companies might look at that. I know that a particular investment mm. house that uh, originated in South Africa and is now um, is now listed and uh, more or less headquartered in London, doing the same thing two to three days a mm. week, and people are coming back, which I think is good for the city because you know I like London and I like the financial yeah. district yes. known as the city, yes. and I like the sandwich mm. places and the barbers mm. shops and the uh, pubs and things like that. So I, I'm, I'm very glad for those people because they've suffered horribly. Yeah, we all want to go back to that, but I don't think it's going to happen. You know, I think it's going to take a long time to get back to that level. Um, Companies are, people, you know, people I talk to are coming back. We had a walk around of our new building, Sassman, in in 140 West Street. Uh, I'm sure that we took it because there was a, we got a very good offer. Um, in, you know, Sassman. I didn't go in today. I was just busy, but mm. uh, taking people around. But but the hot desks, you know, there's not. Uh, I haven't got an office. Um, I haven't got a parking. You know, you go in, you drive down there, you find a parking, you go up, you'll have a meeting, lots of lots of meeting rooms, and you know, uh, a lot of desks. I think, from from what I hear, it's a beautiful office, but yes. it's not. It's not the same as we used to have. You know, that's not my office. You know. If I want to work with my team, we'll go in and we'll book a few desks. Oh. But uh, you can't sit there the whole day. You know, you can't keep plugging in, plugging out, plugging in, plugging out. So I think I think it's a different. Uh, you know, we we're going into a different culture, and we 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 can't now get back to where we were because of we just haven't got the space. It won't be the same atmosphere either. I mean, there is an office nah. atmosphere, and I know you like that sort of nah. thing, you know, chatting away to people while you're getting a coffee from the coffee machine or at the water cooler or in the canteen or something like that. You're, you're that sort of person. You'll, you'll, um, uh, you'll, nose, you'll, you'll stick your nose in other people's business and find out yeah, what's going course. on. Because you like it. You're a gregarious <laughs> bloke and you're thirsty for information. But I don't think we'll ever get back to that, not in our lifetimes nah. anyway, David. No. Nah. You know what? I was, I was commenting to someone this morning about uh, the question was around private individuals getting back into the market, you know, which I, there was a story in the Wall Street Journal apparently. But I said, that's wonderful. I love that because before real-time prices were disseminated, before prices were disseminated on your phone or anything, we used to get this kind of uh, gathering around what was used to be in the entrance hall of our building, which was the ticker. You remember the ticker, mm. and the ticker would be there, and it would the prices would come up, and people would wait as Reuters captured them off the chalkboards. You know, we had the Reuters had people on the on 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 the floor, and they would capture the prices as you change it in chalk, and it would come through the ticker. And chaps used to hang around, almost like a lounge, but they would talk, and you picked up incredible amount of information from these private clients. You know why? Yes. Because every business, <laughs> you know, in every business, the wife talks <laughs> or, the, or the son talks or the husband, you know, and yeah. people talk. And, and, and they're not meaning to be um, insiders. You know, it's just that's what happens. Our information leaks out of a company and it goes into uh, the community and they come around and they share it. So you pick up a lot of information 
just hanging around with people. I've always loved that about the market. <laughs> and I've always believed that you got you, you know you got to talk because you learn from every every conversation. You learn a little bit more. I didn't know that. You know, I didn't know that's interesting. Okay, I'll go have a look. So I miss that. Yeah, well, and I miss- you can't do it. Sit. You can't do it sitting here looking at a screen. No, and, and also when, when it comes to lockdown, I mean, our lockdown in the Netherlands has been extended for another I, minimum of, of, of 10 days. Okay, the shops are open uh, with with a limited amount of people allowed in each shop, but that's a good thing. But they've, they've kept the bars and the restaurants and the museums and the theatres and the cinemas yeah. all closed. Now, the first thing I do when I go to a new town or a new country, I get off the aeroplane, get into the hotel if it's a, if it's a trip, and you go to the, the, lo- the, lo- the local bar. You go to the local bar and you, you sit there and you chat yeah. to the uh, to the bar person. And you say, what's it like? I mean, where should I go if I want to do this, this and this? And you get chatting. You get to know it. Oh. You can't get that from no. uh, by Googling, no. by Googling no. something. You can get I, something from Googling, but you get it from uh, personal interactions. I haven't had personal interactions I'll, I'll for weeks. I'll tell you something else. Hmm. You, know, you know what? Something else. Hmm. I... I I don't believe there are good traders. In other words, I don't think chaps sit down and say, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. From my experience, Mm -hmm. and it's got, you know, when you go hedge funds or whatever it is, they'll always say, oh, you know, he's a great trader. Having been on the floor and watched, yes, there were very good traders, wonderful traders. But you know why they were good traders? Because they were being fed information. <laughs> but either they were picking up information from what was happening around them. You know, they, they will say, Oh, you know, oh the old Joe, I can see he's been buying this all the time. He's got a proper order, you know, to buy XYZ. And so he trades on the back of that, of the information he picks up around the market. Mm-hmm. Alternatively, you know, chaps will phone him and give him you know, give him a hint or someone will phone or he might get the first phone call from somebody to say you know, we're doing this or we're doing that. And and that's how that's how they build up their positions. You know, I don't believe they sit in front of a screen and look at a chart and it tells them to do this or that. Uh, or they know the currencies, you know, from currencies. Yes. A lot of it is built around information that's passed on or natural orders that they pick up. And, uh, you know, so and so they'll see a pattern. That's where they get it from. And that's what you miss by by not having people around. You know, I don't believe there's any great trader or you know all these. Oh, he's a great hedge fund trader. I I promise you. What what was his name? Steve Cohen. Yeah. Uh, he used to threaten you and say, Lindsay, you want my business? I want the first call. <laughs> you know, in other words, the first call of the day comes to me, and you tell me what your firm is not what your firm is doing, what the analysts are saying. You know, the research. Yes, it eventually becomes public news. Down the line, five minutes later, ten minutes later, or something like that. But I want the first call. Yeah, the phrase I was looking for was local knowledge. And talking about locals, uh, you remember the London International Financial Futures Exchange and mm, uh, London Metal yeah. Exchange open outcry. Uh, people could, you could buy a seat there if you had enough money, and you would become mm. a local. You weren't affiliated to any firm but you'd become a local on, on the exchange and you traded for yourself, but also you built up yeah, a reputation yeah. and big firms would give you orders in order to, not to disguise them, but just because you were good at executing these orders. So mm-hmm. locals yeah. would do very well. You don't have that yeah. anymore. You don't have locals no. on screens. No. There's no screen locals. No. It's not It's no. not quite the same. No, no, no. I picked up a lot. You know, you used to pick up a lot just sitting in the market, right. you know, as you say, in this 
you know, just being around it, you could know what was going down and who was buying what. And it was very easy to trade on the back of that. Yeah. You know, but I mean, take, put me here. I just see green go up, and then the next thing I say, it yeah. goes down, and then it goes up, and it goes down. And I say, what's happening? I have no idea. You know, I don't know the story, and there's no one to ask the story. <laughs> uh, do you listen to us That's Nick going Nick on about it. the yeah, old Nick days? Yeah, Nick gets it all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. well, Nick gets it. You ask, Nick, what's happening? You know, he, Nick's there because he's got his mates feeding yeah. him info and everything. Not and there's also these way. chat rooms a, as well. It's not a bad way, hey? No, right. no, there's also these internet chat rooms where, where people have false names and they'll say, mm. well, I hear that so-and-so is buying this and uh, the other person mm. says, yeah, I've heard that as well. So that's, I suppose, a form of, uh, of local knowledge. Uh, yes. And, and yeah. people exchange uh, views, whether they be spurious or uh, mischievous or whether they be true. I don't mm. know. Uh, but, yeah. Okay, David, anything else you want to talk about? Did you read anything? over the weekend i know you're a voracious I, I, reader I, I think most of the stories were the same mm. I, I tell you what i you know just just on the market i mean i've expressed my views i'm just sitting flat i'm not doing anything it's too hard to understand you know the turnaround in the way in the fed uh from from we you, you know and and you were right i promise you in your assessment, you were right because you said there would be interest rate, you know, uh, you, you, you bet that we would raise interest rates uh, last year. Yes. Yeah, you're going to miss it by only three months. Well, that's all right. We laughed at you. We said it's a year and a half, two years, but we laughed. Mm. Now, and what's happened is that uh, suddenly the Fed has been jolted into doing something. Now, every Fed governor and, – and, Lindsay, this is a point for anybody who does listen to this podcast. Right. I mean, just think of it. You just think of what I'm saying. They, the Fed, how many economists, how many models do they have? How much, how much information do they put through those models? And they get it wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they, they get it wrong. For them to now come out and say, oh, you know, as early as March and everything, this is all, every one of the Fed governors that I've been listening to, it's suddenly, yes, March. I'm saying, hold on a sec. Three or four months ago, you were saying 2023, later. What, you know, yeah. what, what's, what's happened? Why didn't you read this? Why can't and they look at their screen? You, I mean, if I, if I can pick it, if uh, I can yeah. see commodity prices yeah. going up every yeah. single day, not just one commodity, mm. not just oil, not just because of a, an incident in the, in, the, the, mm. in, in the Gulf or something, that oil prices mm. just spike up. But it was every single day that everything, more or less across the board at one stage, yeah. was going up. And there are certain prices which are key in the global, in, to the global um, uh, consumption economy that keep on going. Mm. And 7%, yeah. I don't think we've stopped at 7% in the United States yet. So, yeah, maybe maybe yeah. two, three rate rises, David. But anyway, I've lost my bet, no, and I'm, I'm waiting how... for you to give me dates for your trip to, uh, to Amsterdam. <laughs> but, I mean, how all, – all I'm saying all, – all I'm trying to uh, reiterate or identify yeah. is just – you can't trust any analysts, you know. Does no. they? No, no one. No one knows what's potting. No one knows. So I'm waiting for results to come out, so I can hear what uh, Google has to say. I can hear what everyone has to say, and that's I'm coming back to. To if you look at J.P. Morgan's results, Citibank and Wells, there's the same pattern there. You know, these costs are going up, number one, but also these banks. Yes, their trading profits weren't the same. 
Uh, they've now reversed all their provisions. It's going to become a lot harder for them. I'm not a favorite of the banks, but what, what, what I do point out is all of a sudden, it's something we've been saying, they're facing immense pressure from other fintech companies, you know, mm. and they have to spend. If you look at the amount of money they have to spend now to catch up and to make sure that they can actually combat what the FT, you know, what these uh, fintech companies are doing. Yeah. So it's a it's a big theme, you know. I'm not I'm not I'm not a great. I know that the banks have gone up a lot, but I think likewise our traditional banks here have got a similar, uh, you know, a, a kind of a similar threat from from fintech businesses as well. So that that's a big theme. You look at those results, you know what I mean, and digest those results. Oh, the others Boris, I mean, that's oh, that's how. I find it very distasteful. I find it very distasteful that, that, that certain politicians are still uh, supporting two people. Trump, oh. people are so scared of him, yeah, and I just I know, don't know why. Know. Why I is know. this a freak of a human being, this this gross derivative of a man, uh, still receiving uh, so many plaudits, despite the fact that he was behind the insurrection just over a year ago and I caused the, the loss of life uh, that he did and the, the yeah. wanton destruction of a, uh, their seat of democracy. Mm. And people still stand up and support him. And, and also Boris Johnson, yeah. he's, he's yeah. clearly a yeah. liar. He's clearly yeah. someone who um, it cannot be trusted. It started with his mm. falsification of figures justifying Brexit, which was which was disgraceful, and now he's doing it with silly things like like wine parties every single week when the yeah. rest of the nation yeah. is sitting at home twiddling yeah. their thumbs and. Yeah. And Liz Truss, who's no, the no. foreign secretary, she comes out very strongly for him. Let's forget about this now and let's get on to other issues. No, you can't. It doesn't matter whether no. it's a wine party no. or a foreign policy decision or a high-speed rail decision or whatever it is. You are, you are, it, your boss is a liar. It, he's got yeah. to go. I'm sorry. I don't know how he's still yeah. there. I've got but a trifecta. Yeah. I've got yeah. uh, Novak Djokovic. Uh -huh. Who was the other one? That's, <laughs> the other one that went. Uh, Boris Johnson. Yeah, I want mm -hmm. Boris to go. Now, if Boris goes, then I get the three in my trifecta. One's, uh, two have gone. I can't remember who it was, but anyway. No, it's, it, it just annoys me. Why, why people it's can't a, just stand uh, up. And manager say, of some soccer team. Nah, it wasn't that. Nah. I'll, nah. I'll find uh -huh. it. But anyway, uh, talking about uh -huh. soccer, David, we must end off here. Um, poor old Rafa, he, he's gone uh, from, oh, from Everton. Oh, it was inevitable, but oh, uh, I, I quite like him. I'll never forget yeah. that night in uh, Istanbul where Liverpool turned around a 3-0 half-time de deficit mm. under Rafa Benitez to win the UEFA Champions League final against Milan. And he'll mm. always be have a, a place in my heart because of that. I know you don't like Liverpool, but um, I, I, I quite like no, Rafa. No, I, I like Rafa. I like, and shame it that he had, a, he had a rough time at Newcastle. He's had a rough time at this. I don't know. Yeah, you know probably he hasn't got the players you know, to, to do what he wants to do. And 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 you, I suppose you need a special kind of manager. Uh, what what was his name? You, uh, he was always coming in. He chews chewing gum all the time. Oh God! Are they all two? Oh, you know, well, Ferguson. No man. You, no, Ferguson no, did. Thomas Tuchel does. No, no, they, he only does bottom teams. You know, he comes in. Oh man, he, I can I can actually. Oh, uh, Sam Allardyce. Sam Allardyce. Yeah. Sam Allardyce, yeah. <laughs> you know, you need a Sam Allardyce who just beats the hell out of you if you just don't go and play the good old, uh, you know, rough, tough and survival type British soccer. And and I suppose they need someone like that. 
Uh, and it's a pity because they started off the season pretty well. They were doing well, Everton. They were, you know, quite a threat and just seemed to have disintegrated. The other one is I was watching Bradford as well. Um, you know, the same Brentford. Sorry, Brentford. Yes. What is? Yeah, yeah Brentford. They lost four one to Liverpool. Um, yeah, yeah. The same thing. They started their first game was Arsenal. no Southampton. So. Yeah, yeah. Go on. And uh, their first game was Arsenal. That was Arsenal's first game. They neighbours, and they wiped Arsenal out. Yes. And then they started to become this dream team. And now all of a sudden, you know, halfway through the league, just looking, just all over the place. You know, nothing there. They're just, just a not a rubbish team, but but they look like they've just been promoted. You know, for a for, for a short while, just haven't got the squad to uh, to you know to hold it up all the time. Uh, anyway. It was the, the Duke of York, the former, um, his, his Royal Highness, Prince Andrew, which he's not allowed to use oh, anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Duke oh, of York. No, so I've got Novak and Boris and, oh, uh, yeah. and Andrew. He's gone. I mean, what does he think he was doing? He's, I mean, I, what's his name? The, the late uh, Epstein was, or Epstein, Epstein was, yeah. he, he was a convicted um, sex offender anyway. Pedophile, so, yeah, 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 exactly. Whatever. But he was he was out and he was out and about, and he obviously came to some plea bargain or something. Uh, and what is Andrew doing, or the Duke of York doing, uh, associating with this chap? Surely the Queen should phone him up and say, "Listen, this is my firm. This is my reputation. This no, is no. my family. Stop seeing this man." Uh, no, no. But no, look at him now. No. He's he's his life is over. Yeah, and I'm glad well, it is because he's a sleazeball. But, but you know what? If you're a prime minister and you want to go for those jobs, if you're the royalty, you've got to know how to behave. Yes. I can behave badly. You can behave badly because we just, we're just peasants, you know. We just <laughs> hit the bottom end. You know, that's who you got we that are. Straight, yeah. We can do what we're like. Yeah, I know who I agree with I you. You know what I mean? I can <laughs> me, do what I like. But if I, if I become president of South Africa or I become uh, MD of the firm, yeah. I've got to behave a certain way. Mm. That's those are the rules. You know, you, you can't take and and how Boris can do what he did, and how uh, someone's going to, you know, today. I mean, you you there's cell phones that can take pictures of you. They can track your phone. You know, where <laughs> yes. did you go? Where did you exactly. stop off? You know, I mean, hell. Yeah. So, again, we're going off at a tangent, but it's a quiet day. I but never I understand like why footballers, footballers, for example, <laughs> there's 22 cameras at these games, yeah, watching, yeah, and they think they're going to get away with no. treading on a bloke's ankle uh, or, 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 after, after the ball has gone and that sort of thing. And, and they look at the ref and say, I didn't do anything. What are you talking about? It's going to be a match of the day later. <laughs> replayed and replayed. <laughs> so pathetic. Anyway. Anyway, David, I must dash, right. and so must you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thanks very much for your time. That's David Shapiro from Sassman Securities in Johannesburg, and that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position, or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.